is the lover and the fighter podcast with josh cohen and dean thomas it is indeed the Lover and the Fighter podcast. We are in episode five. We missed a couple of weeks, Dean Thomas. You've been a busy guy. I've been a busy guy. We missed a couple of weeks, but we are back, so it doesn't matter. And let's be honest, we taped an episode last week that was just shit. So um, it's a good thing it didn't see the light of day anyway. Well, there wasn't a lot happening last week. Well, I mean, it wasn't even that. Is my mouth didn't work. My brain and my mouth had the disconnect. We had neurological related issues. You remember? I was saying co-mains were mains. I was saying mains were co-mains. Uh. I was naming fighters like Jans Pulver going next Saturday <laughs> night that haven't seen action in a decade. That's Dean Thomas. He would, of course, be the fighter. I'm Brother Love, a.k.a. the lover, Josh Cohen. Let's get started because it is a big pay-per-view weekend in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. But let's begin with what happened on Sunday night. Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Sunday night. I still believe Floyd Mayweather forgot when Memorial Day was and thought it was Memorial Day weekend. You think that's what happened, so he just put it on? I I think that (laughs) they planned it, they scheduled it for Memorial Day Sunday, and then it was too late when they realized, oh, shit, that was last weekend. (laughs) What are we going to do? So um, it was an exhibition. It was eight rounds unsanctioned. They did go the distance, as we know. Logan Paul looked the part of a boxer if you're making a movie. He didn't look like a scrap fighter. But let's be honest, Floyd Mayweather carried him for the entire duration. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell he carried him. I mean, you know, Floyd now has become the ultimate entertainer and robber, you know, and he, he admitted it. Like he was. I'm stealing. You know, yeah, I'm stealing. This is it was he called it a heist, yeah. a legalized bank robbery. Legalized. So I mean, really, that's what he's doing, man. And so we got to be smarter next time and not fall for it. Well, you and I fell for it because we thought Floyd might want to get in, do some body shots, do some damage, make this kid lower his arms, and then eventually the referee would stop it based on, yeah, he can't defend himself. And instead, Floyd played with his food, and he gave the people, I guess, their money's worth. Um, He allowed, the longer it goes on, the more people are tweeting and posting on Instagram, which makes people that didn't know what was happening or weren't interested or thought it'd be over early, it makes them buy the pay-per-view. It's still 50 bucks if you buy it during the third round or the fourth round or the fifth round or the sixth round, but people bought those late pay-per-views, and that's all he was trying to do. Yeah, but you know, like for me, I just, I don't like the fact that now he let, he allowed this YouTuber to come in and say he hung with the greatest boxer of all time. Correct. That makes that makes the whole sport or all combat sports seem like a fraud. It, 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 this is more WWE than it was UFC. It was yeah. more WWE than it was, you know, IBF, WBU, any of the actual boxing sanctioned organizations. When we talk about carrying, it was obvious that Floyd was moving and dancing and making the kid look as though he was able to stay in this. But how about when Floyd caught him with that right hand and literally knocked him out to which he had to hold up Logan Paul. Yeah, like, stand up, dummy. Stand (laughs) up. There's like a big clip of that where it's like, yeah, you could tell he's just carried. Like, he literally carried him. He literally, we talk about carrying. He literally carried him for 10 seconds or five seconds, whatever. It seemed like for eternity because watching this in real time, you're like, wait, that's not what I think it is. But then you watch the clip over and over on Twitter and you go, yeah, that's exactly what I think Like, he's like, wait a minute. This is the equivalent of a dude rounding third in a baseball game. And the ball is on the on the ground, and he picks it up and hands it to the catcher, and then and then he stops running. And it's like touch me, <laughs> yeah, tag me yeah. out. No, yeah, man. I mean, it was I, I don't know, man. Like it was, I, it was it was a bad it was a bad look for boxing. Great for Floyd, great for Logan Paul, but 
in the sport of boxing and combat sports, I think it was a bad. I look. mean, it was great for Floyd his finances. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it was great for his brand or. But he I doesn't care about his brand. Well, he doesn't, but it does tarnish. You know the, the, that he's engaging in this stuff because he wasn't trying to win. It wasn't. He, he wasn't. Look, he wasn't. Not only not trying to win, he was not letting the other guy lose. And yeah, that's yeah, I did. That's the problem. That's the problem. Moving on, speaking of uh, celebrity fights, this one's a lot more legit because it involves your fighter, your A1 from day one, Tyron, the chosen one, Woodley, who you've coached since the very beginning, since he got into the MMA game. He got the fight he always wanted. He got the event he always wanted. He's going to get to fight Jake Paul, younger brother of Logan, August 28th. This is the money, the spotlight, the event, all eyes on me, as Tupac would say. This is exactly what Tyron wanted, but he didn't get what he wanted until he lost the job that he had. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because he said, like, everybody's been hitting him up. Like, you know, old friend, old girls have been hitting him up. You I know, bet. just, yeah, it's like, so he's more popular now than ever. ever. And it, he had to go through what he went through, losing four fights, getting kicked out of the UFC, you know, losing all that to get this. And I think it was worth it. You understand, he's going to be more famous in mid late August for doing this circus boxing with the youtube kid than he was as the reigning defending four-time ufc welterweight champion of the world more famous and more beloved i think people are going to love him especially if especially when he knocks him out well i mean we could talk if tyron wants to we can talk about this now this new ability to reinvent the brand because he's got a chance now to be likable lovable charismatic hero who's going to get rid of and end this nonsense and jake paul talks too much and acts a fool and and now you know Tyron was kind of the villain. He was the unlikable champion to many. He wasn't marketed necessarily as like, oh, the good guy. Steve Miocic got a great story. Daniel Cormier's got the perfect physique to look relatable for dad bod to go, oh, it's a great story. But Tyron never had that. No. Tyron now can be the hero coming in to end this nonsense, to teach those boys a lesson, to know their place, not just with fight fans, but with everyone else beyond their big YouTube followers. Does that make sense? I mean, everywhere I go, people go, Man, it's time we're going to knock him out. I hope he knocks him out. Please, man. I'm like, that's the plan. That is 100% the game plan. Yeah. Let's just get in there and get rid of this kid. Let's get rid of these boys forever. Right. But uh, here's the thing. Late pay-per-view buys. There's still the chance of, well, it's third round, it's fourth round, it's fifth round. There's more buys coming in. And you know when I know that Tyron is driven by two things, and that is fame and money. Yeah. And he's getting all the fame that he's never had before, more than he's had, and he'll get more money if he goes later. But the good news is is that he can get it done early and there will be a rematch. There's a rematch clause if he wins. Uh, and no matter what. No matter, yeah. So get in, get out, get in, get yeah, out Yeah, that's, that's the game plan. That's the goal. Get in, get out, get the rematch, become even more popular, more famous, get more money, and then just call it a wrap. Like, and I don't want people to think I'm being disrespectful when I say that. Again, I've known Tyron since 2000, and I think you introduced him to me in 2013. Mm-hmm. We did a magazine photo shoot together. He's a great dude. Um, he He's interested in all aspects of entertainment and broadcast and diversifying his portfolio all the platforms he created tmz sports on the desk at fox news the rap stuff the movie stuff the tv beyond that stuff tyron gets it but this is without question the most mainstream he will have ever been and he's so happy about that too i mean it's really it's really kind of a blessing in disguise like everything that happened in his ufc like as bad as it seemed when it happened like now we can look back at that and go it was a blessing in disguise. Like, right. This is where this is a this is where you're supposed to be. Correct. The universe positions it. You and I believe. Pay attention to the signs. Things out 
uh, things often work out as they're intended to. But this is for Tyron in his career because he's going to make more money in this boxing circus exhibition um, in that one night than he made in any other UFC fight he had, even as defending champion. Yeah, he's already, and it won't even yeah, be close. Yeah, he's already recognized that. And then the rematch is going to be even more. In fact, he may he'll make more money in this one boxing exhibition with Jake Paul August twenty eighth than he made in all of his UFC title defenses combined. <sighs> yeah. Think I mean, that, that. that makes me smile, you know. I mean, yeah. that's my homeboy. That just makes me smile. This is like when your girlfriend breaks up with you, and you're like, ah, it used to be really good, and then towards the end, not really so good, but you know it's my regular steady. You know what I'm saying? There's like, I'm just, uh, I got to get back at this, and immediately you get a DM from the girl that you always wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, come over. Yeah. And she's rich. <laughs> and well-connected. <laughs> that's what this yeah, is. They, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm so happy for him. I can't wait till this happens. I just spoke to him. So, like, you know, we're going to start getting together and just, you know, I, I'm just I'm just blessed to be a part of the ride. Yeah, so I was going to get to that next. You actually received a phone call from Tyron the other day, and uh, you let it go to voicemail because you don't answer your phone like me. Yeah, well, I was, I was driving. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like You're like at soccer practice or something. And then you called him back, and he was just like, yo, like, this is happening. Yeah. You could hear Joy in his voice. I could hear Joy, like, because I called him back, and, like, he picked up the phone and just started laughing. That's it? <laughs> yeah, he, just, like, he just started laughing. Because he was like, can you believe this shit worked? He, that's exactly. He was like, Dino. He was like, yo. And then I, and we both just knew what that was about, and it was just about, yo, this is it. This is my moment. Like, this is it. And, like. I'm just so happy for him, man. He like, positioned himself for the opportunity. Yeah. He raised his hand and said, what about me? Mm-hmm. And then he got people behind him. Remember, he was there with Ben. Yeah. Supporting Ben for Ben being knocked out. And he was like, okay, enough of this nonsense. Come fight me. Let's do this real. And we all thought there's no way Jake Paul's dumb enough to take a fight with Tyron Woodley. But I guess we were wrong. I guess yeah. he is that dumb enough. Yeah. He's, I mean, you know, I think the, really, the Paul brothers, they want to be taken serious. Like, after seeing how Logan responded to the fight when it was over against Floyd, they want to be taken serious. They want to be looked at as real fighters. Dean Thomas, you and I have talked about this. I propose the idea of an MMA league where you get paid more by the second that you get your opponent out of there. (laughs) If the clock started at $65 million and then every five seconds that the fight goes on, um, a million, $2 million disappear. How long would it have taken Floyd on Sunday night to end that? Uh, he probably would have really... 15 seconds? Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit longer. 30 but seconds? He would, he would have went out there and put hands on right. old boy, yeah. But because the clock was going, the longer you go, the more money comes in. Yeah, the exact opposite. You see. Yeah. So Tyron said he wants you involved. Yeah, he wants me involved. He wants you, just only, like, because I'm not really, I don't know how I can help him in his training, you know, but just because we've been through it so many times, and I'm kind of like his safety blanket. Yeah. And, yeah, we've been through it, so, like, he just, he's like, yo, I don't know... You know, how, how much, because he, he know he reckoned, he's like, I don't know how much you could really do, but, you know, I just want you, whether it's just come to the fight or, you know, in camp, but I want you there. Well, we, we talked about this on the radio show, you and I do. Josh Cohen, the home team, with Dean Thomas, 3 to 5 on ESPN West Palm. You can stream it live on the app or tell your smart speakers to play ESPN 106.3, but we talked about this exact thing. You are a security blanket. You are comfort. You've been there for every one of his fights, and there are things. No one knows what he does well and doesn't do well more than you. Yeah. And no one knows the bad habits and when he's about to slip into them more than you do. So you're an important set of eyes on all this regardless. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and I know when, and I can almost read his mind. Like, I know what he's thinking. When it's time for training and he doesn't want to, I know it. So I I just know, 
I know him so well. So you may be able to be like the medium, if you will. But yeah. instead of talking to dead people, you're getting thoughts from Tyron that you're going to pass on to whoever's doing the. That's kind of what happens. That's, that's really what happens. You're the like, translator. Yeah, that's really what happens. I translate to like every, I delegate like everything to everybody else. You're the emotional translator. Yeah, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. So um, I'm thinking you need to shave your head bald, bald, uh-huh. and then uh, get to, like like Duke in mm-hmm. uh, the Rocky movies Absolutely. when he was kind of helping in Rocky Four. Yeah. Either put a swab behind your ear or a toothpick in your mouth and then just hang out. And he had them yellow eyes. Oh, uh, he did have you know, a little jaundice. Yeah, he had jaundice. What was up with that? I don't know. He was all dark skinned with them yellow eyes. He died not long ago. No. Yeah, he died Duke not long did? ago. Well, I mean, come on, dude. He, he's looked 65 since 1982. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. Yeah, but so so has Steve Martin. So did uh, Tyron say that I can walk behind you all and wave the flag of Cameroon? <laughs> now, just to be clear, Tyron's not from Cameroon, but how how cool would it be yeah, just yeah. to re- people? Like, and for some reason, they're waving the national flag of Cameroon. For the record, no one in this camp has anything to do with that nation. They just picked Cameroon to spotlight. Well, uh, Francis Ngannou would be happy. Um, he is Cameroonian or yeah, Nigerian? He's Cameroonian. He is. Yeah. Uh, Africa, West Africa, well represented. Yeah. Let's pick it. How about Finland? Can I just wave the flag of Finland <laughs> and walk behind? I don't. Let me think of it. I don't know any fighters from Finland, but can, can I put on um like a like a like a Spider Man uh, onesie, like yeah. a spandex body onesie, and then just come out and shoot fake spider webs and get down and <laughs> do, do that? No, yeah, you could do that. I'll probably be just on press row, yeah, or trying yeah. to get on press. Yeah, row. you'll you'll be you'll be there somewhere. I know you're gonna find a way you to know get I'll in find somewhere. A way. You know this. All right, let's get at UFC 263 because you're going to be there live in person. You will do the Friday morning weigh-in show with Daniel Cormier, Laura Sanko, and Dan Healy. And then uh, Saturday night, you will be the cage side uh, analyst mm-hmm. opposite, I believe, Cormier, Rogan, and John Anik. They'll throw it to you for insight and such. Um, this is a card that got even better with the addition of one Mr. Diaz. Yeah, I mean... You know, that fight was supposed to happen a few months ago. For whatever reason, it got scrapped. Now it's on this one. And I'm really excited about this. Not to see Diaz, actually, but to see Leon Edwards. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and we're going to get to that in just a second. I don't want to jump ahead too far because right. there are so many fights on this card. And we do got to move quick because we wasted a bunch of time because I'm stupid and I suck at time management. But what about Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood? That's got interest, I know, to you in the flyweight division. Yeah, I've I've worked with Laura Murphy. We became really good friends, and I mean, she's so dialed in, and she's she's so professional about the way she trains. Like everything she does is very professional. Slight underdog, plus one twenty. Is she really? Yep. That's take it. You like her? Yeah, yeah, take that. Eric Anders and Darren Stewart, light heavyweight, in fight number seven. As we count it down to number one. Based on the first fight, I'm going to go Eric Anders. You know, I thought last time I thought Darren Stewart was going to win, but the, when they fought the first time, Derek, Eric Anders was kind of giving it to him. I'm going to him. Lightweight division, Drew Dober and Brad Riddle. Any thoughts on that? This one's close to a pick Yeah, this that's going to be a good fight, but I like, Dober minus I like Dober. His wrestling will be the difference. How about Damian the Backpack Maya, who you obviously prepared Tyron for in the summer of 2018? Yeah. I want to say 2018. Uh, and Bilal Muhammad. This one's fun in the welterweight division. It is fun. It's a tough one to call because the blueprint on beating him, beating Damian Maya, has been written, but that's in a five-round fight. Right. Not in a three-round fight. That's he diff- hasn't lost in a three-round fight in a long time. That's a great point. I'm going with Damian Maya. Bilal Muhammad minus 240. Damian Maya, underdog, plus 200 on the comeback. Take that. Now to the uh, Coco, Coco, and that would be Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz. You and I talked about this. You said one of two things is going to happen. Either Nate Diaz is going to take a beating and lose the fight, or take a beating and win the fight. 
<laughs> either way, he's, either taking, way he's taking a beating and, and something's going to happen in the end. So, yeah, but he's going to take a beating and Leon Edwards is going to look phenomenal doing it. I just love your insight, your analysis on that. Guys, here's what I see. Either Nate Diaz is going to take a hell of a beating and lose this fight or he's going to take a hell of a beating and somehow win this fight. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen, though. Um, do you remember the time in post-fight after BMF I asked uh, Nate Diaz about the irony oh, of yeah. BMF being stopped over a cut? Yeah. And he said, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then yeah. I said, can you elaborate on the irony? And he called over his buddy because he didn't know what irony meant. And when he got <laughs> up and started walking, I thought he was coming for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> he was like, mm-hmm. And then people were like, was he trying to trip? I wasn't trying to trip him up. There's irony in the baddest mother bleeper fight being stopped because someone has a cut. Right. And like, yeah, you wasn't trying to trip him up, but what other word would you use? I mean, that's the appropriate word for the situation. So his boy told him what it meant. He came back to the desk and he went, so as, as I was saying, <laughs> and, and then the whole room exploded in laughter. He's the best. Uh, Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, they are, th- this is a rematch. This is a rematch. The and this was a hell of a fight yeah. the first uh-huh. time around. But that was on a, that was a really short notice. I mm-hmm. think Figueredo was caught off guard a little bit. I think he'll be a little bit more prepared this time and put him away. Minus 230. So you like Figueredo to finish? Yeah. No doubt. All right. And then the main event of the evening. This is also a rematch. Israel Adesanya, Stylebender, and Marvin Vittori. Um, he's been impressive as of late. Israel Adesanya minus 240 favorite. <gasps> Dean, th- yeah. Sizable favorite in the middleweight division. Man, there's a lot of dogs on this card that I like. And Live I like, dogs. Yeah. I like and I like Marvin Vittori in this fight. I think that... I think that the fight was close enough the first time where he's not going to be intimidated, and then Israel just coming off that loss and how he lost, Marvin can do the same thing. Uh, we're out of time for episode number five. Five. Well, it's actually five Six. part B, but we just five threw B. away five because we called it four and it sucked anyways. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you are right now. Just hit subscribe on all platforms. And, of course, you can rate and comment if you so choose. For Dean Thomas, or by the way, have a good time uh, in Phoenix this weekend. Thank you very much. You're a busy man. Trying to be. Yeah, follow him on social media, D-I-N Thomas. Don't worry about me. I'm a nobody. For Dean Thomas, Brother Love saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Lover and the Fighter podcast.